Good morning. Today is Monday, October 5th, 2020. Today is the first day of Chol HaMoed Sukkos. So I want to wish you a very happy Sukkos. Moedim Simcha. I'd like to ask today that you join me in our learning together to create a schus, a merit, for Rufuah Shlema, for a complete healing, for a very wonderful and remarkable and integral woman in our community. Her Hebrew name is Mindel, the daughter of Liba Fega. And we ask Hashem in the merit of our learning that she should have Rafuas HaNefesh, Rafuas HaGuf, a complete healing of the soul and a healing of the body. Now and speedily let Hashem bring about this healing. I try not to repeat myself in what I share with you. Sometimes, like now, I feel that it's imperative. Just before Rosh Hashanah, I shared with you a Rosh Hashanah sermon that was delivered in 1848 during a cholera epidemic by Rabbi Yosef Chaver Wildman, who was a rabbi in a town in Poland. And he talked about how in achieving any goal, there needs to be a combination of actions that come from God in creating the salvation to the problem that we're facing, as well as actions on our part that lead to that goal. And he gave the example of warfare. When a Jewish army goes to war, it is necessary that the soldiers engage in every military strategy and tactic and uh, opportunity in order to be successful in battle. And they have to have faith in God and pray to God that they should be successful. One without the other will never work. He added at his time in 1848 that the same dual approach needs to apply in a war against a disease, that we have to follow the recommendations of medical experts and follow the actions that will lead to a healthy outcome. And we have to have faith in God and pray to God. In the context before Rosh Hashanah, I shared with you that, of course, we must do both. But certainly on Rosh Hashanah, our prayers must be with intensity because our prayers have the potential to change this, to bring about an end to this epidemic, to this suffering that we are going through. That's what I shared and emphasized before Rosh Hashanah, that prayer has the opportunity to create a salvation even when it seems hopeless. And that is true. But prayer cannot help if we are not doing our part. 
prayer cannot find a treatment or a vaccine for COVID unless scientists are working as hard as they can, then our prayers can cause God to reward their efforts with success. But the vaccine doesn't just show up if we don't look for it, if we don't work for it. Prayer cannot keep us healthy if we are not taking the measures that that goal requires. We are not allowed to rely on prayer to create our good health if we are not doing our part in following the guidelines medical experts give us. Over the high holidays, we said repeatedly, and I discussed this with you, Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, Mana Magefa Minachala Senu, withhold this plague from your world. No matter how loud we say those words, no matter how intensely we say those words, if we don't wear a mask, if we don't stay home, if we don't observe quarantine, the prayer is meaningless. Worse than meaningless. It violates our core belief of Ein Somchen Al Hanes. We are not allowed to rely that God will simply perform a miracle outside of nature without us taking part in doing our share. I must share with you this morning that I am disheartened by news from all parts of the Jewish world. Israel now has the highest infection rate of any country and 40% of cases in Israel come from Haredi neighborhoods. That means neighborhoods where people are religious, where people should understand that Jewish law requires adhering to these laws, and they're not doing it. New York City and New York State are in the process of imposing localized shutdowns based on zip codes where the infection rate is rising rapidly, dangerously rapidly. Those zip codes include Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, Crown Heights, Kew Gardens, Muncie, Monroe, among others. Minyanim, weddings, and other events crowded with no masks in violation of local and logical and medically indicated precautions have continued. Those Jews who now blame the authorities for upholding the law, for trying to protect them 
and to protect others they may be harming. Those Jews who claim anti-Semitism is behind the enforcement when in fact it is simply because those communities are not following the rules. Those Jews who make those claims against officials are deplorable, shifting the blame from themselves where it belongs to others who are simply trying to keep them safe. Where is the seichel? Where is the common sense? Where is the adherence to halacha, to Jewish law of communities that ostensibly assert that they observe Jewish law when the Torah itself says, we must be exceedingly cautious concerning our health. When these laws are more important than keeping kosher and more important than keeping Shabbos and Yom Kippur. Where is the leadership? I don't wish anybody to be sick regardless of their behavior. But when so-called great Torah leaders, and let me be the first to state that some of these people, I am dust under their shoes when it comes to Torah learning. No question. But I still know that the Torah requires observing health requirements. And when so-called great Torah leaders who have been minimizing or flouting precautions when they become gravely ill. And that's what's happened over the last few days. Where is the taking of responsibility? Where are the statements that I failed in my leadership? And more importantly, where is the change in behavior? Where is the seichel, the common sense of those people who say, I don't need any precautions because I already had COVID, so I'm immune. But scientists have warned us for months that we know very little about this immunity how much protection, if any, it provides, how long it lasts, if at all, and we now know for a certainty that people get it a second time. And not only do people get it a second time, the latest research from Israel shows that among those people that get it for a second time, they often get it much more seriously. So that means someone who had a relatively minor case before God forbid, chas v'shalom. They can get it again and it can be life-threatening. Where's the seichel not to understand that the experts are not just making this up? And right here in Hampstead, our schools are closing more people in this very neighborhood are under orders of quarantine and isolation.
And yet, backyard minyanim continue, often without masks, exceeding aloud numbers, with loud singing, which carries a much higher risk, and with the presence of people under quarantine or people who are COVID positive attending a minion. I know of one case, I know of at least one case where on Rosh Hashanah, the person who blew shofar in a certain place was COVID positive. And of course, he blew shofar inside. And of course, a whole bunch of people from that minion are now deathly sick. But there should be no surprise. And even more commonly, in our neighborhood, having more people in our home than is allowed. The law requires not allowing anyone from another address into our home. You don't have to like that law. You don't have to understand that law, although if you would pay attention to the experts, it makes perfect sense because when you have a group of people inside without their masks, that is where the majority of transmissions are now taking place in the Montreal area. But you have to follow it. It's not easy. I recognize it's not easy to have to spend Yom Tov by yourself. You know how I know that? Because that's what I did. I was by myself. I was alone for Yom Tov. For various reasons, everyone had to be different places, and but we followed the rules. I was alone. Okay, thank God. I feel good. Thank God. I was able to come to Minyan that was extremely safe. But I was alone. And that's what's needed. And these are people, these are my neighbors. These are my friends. These are the people that I pass on the street. And how am I supposed to feel when on Shabbos I was taking a walk, distant from everyone, by myself, and a person passes by, okay, we were six foot separate. And we chatted for a moment, okay, just a couple of minutes. And that person has a family member that's COVID positive and they're not inside their home? They're walking around outside? Arminian at Adath, we do not allow these individuals to join our minion. Anyone who is under any of these circumstances is not allowed to join our minion. And we are very strict about that. But I don't understand how a person can violate the law, can violate Jewish law, and can put yourself and others at risk. And your actions, again, just so that I don't, I'm, I, 
I'm certainly not speaking directly to anybody here because I know the people here are all being very careful, but I'm speaking in general to those people who are not following these rules. Your actions are causing all of us to undergo another round of difficult precautions, perhaps even a full shutdown. Imagine if you're attending a minion where you should have stayed home and you yelled out, Our Father, our King, prevent the plague from coming to us. What good did that prayer do? When while you were saying the words, you were a risk to others. When saying the words themselves put others in danger. That prayer doesn't help. That prayer hurts. God has set up this world so that we need both. We need prayer and faith. And we need our best effort. Prayer and faith will not work without our own best effort. I call on every member of our community to set aside the excuses and the leniencies and the loopholes and the rationalizations that are rampant in our community that you are using. If you are COVID positive, stay home, quarantine, even from family for the entire period. If a member of your family or you have contact with someone who is positive, Quarantine for two weeks. A negative test does not help. Stay home. If you're allowed to go out of the house, go out as little as possible. Wear a mask. Two meters distance. Frequent hand washing. Don't allow anyone from another address into your home unless it is one of those limited situations in which the law and the medical advice allows it. We can do this. We are required as citizens to do this. And we are required as Jews not only to do this, but to be exemplary at doing this. It hurts me to say this, but right now, too many of the Jewish world are acting in a way that is creating, again, I hesitate to say it, but it is true, a chilul Hashem, a desecration of God's name. And that includes Jews in our own community. We need to transform that into a Kiddush Hashem, into a sanctification of God's name. We need to do it now. We need to do it by example. We need to do it by what we share with others. But we need to do it now. My friends, I wish you a great day.
I urge you to be safe. I urge you to use the vehicle and the tool of prayer that is so powerful, but only when it is combined with the actions that will also lead to the goals we are seeking. And I look forward to being able to see all of you safely soon in person.